Welcome back, niggas and friends, and friends and niggas, to another episode. I am Heidi and Closet. <laughs> and I am really over the coronavirus. Yeah, I'm losing my mind. I can't take no. much more of this. And it's not the staying inside part of it specifically. I think a lot of it is just the fact that everyone is inside. Um, I know that if I wanted to go outside, it comes with restrictions, limitations. And um, I'm just overall ready for normal life again. And what's currently giving me anxiety is I know that that's that's the thing that's going to be weird. It's not just going to be like they turn the lights back on. So Right. Yep. Yeah, it's a lot. And it turns out that humans like actually literally need one another. Like we have to be around each other. People don't survive without other people. And so the fact that we're stuck inside is really difficult and it hits a lot of people more than others. So, you know, just God bless all of us as we try to figure this shit out. Well, here's some black excellence on a positive note. Um, Couple things, just first and foremost, the Clark Sisters Lifetime movie. Um, <laughs> highest rated original television movie of 2020. Gave Lifetime 2.7 million viewers last night. God damn. Wow. Um, everybody clocked in for the Clark Sisters and uh, gave Lifetime a hit. I haven't finished the movie yet. I didn't watch it when it actually aired. It's on my DVR. Mm -hmm. But what I have watched of it so far has been really good. Um, So congratulations to the amazing cast of the film and director, Mm -hmm, writer, all the producers and things like that for making what seems to be a hit. I saw a lot of the timeline um, going up for it. Lots of memes and things <laughs> that have been uh, hilarious following the film. So, right. good for y'all. Y'all got. I mean, some it stories. was definitely like riveting, and I didn't even know there were black people who didn't know who the Clark sisters are, but apparently there are. <laughs> oh, okay. I did not know there were black people who did not know who they were. Me I truly did not. I, mean, I black did not Americans, know that. <laughs> right? Black Americans specifically, yeah. but. Yeah, it was good that people learned their impact. And uh, the movie was, I mean, if nothing else, enlightening. And I truly felt like they could have stretched out into two or three parts. Like, because towards the end, they definitely started skipping through like years and decades to wrap the story up. Mm. It's like, y'all just, you know, y'all, a a little bit more time on this would have been great, but I thoroughly enjoyed it. So thank you, Missy and Queen Latifah and everybody else who helped to bring the movie to us. Mary. Um, yep because i needed it (laughs) i needed it It was so good um also tyler perry's using that acrimony money in a positive (laughs) (laughs) way leave me alone tyler perry so there are like a lot of grocers in certain places are having senior hours where they just you know, basically restrict their stores, their places of business to senior citizens. Um, right. And Tyler Perry has been covering the grocery bill for uh, shoppers in 44 Kroger stores and 30 
when Dixie grocers across Georgia and I believe also Louisiana. And um, yeah, I thought that that was a dope story. Balance out some of this shade with positive Mm -hmm. things that this brother is doing. And I think it's awesome to be able to use um, your impact and your blessings to be able to help people in situations like this. Again, it's like so many people like celebrities and just like wealthy folk that we speak about in pop culture day to day that are doing more and caring more for uh communities and and people that Mm -hmm. need help than the actual government that we should be relying on for insane bullshit like this (sighs) even rihanna had to tell you girls like look shut up I'm trying to save the world. (laughs) So So keep all that extra because I'm out here, you know, trying to actually help people. Yeah, it's a beautiful thing. And I saw that he also tipped like every worker at his favorite restaurant some ungodly amount of money. I think he spent like $21,000 just on tips on a to-go order. Fire. And I'm like, you know, if Tyler Perry is going to use his money to help the community, then he can churn out all the ridiculous acrimony level movies that he wants to put out. Do what you need to do, Because at the end of the day, what is a a strange fictional story in in comparison (laughs) to actual food and and health and nourishment and stuff going into people's bodies when they need it the most? So shout out to you, exactly. Um, (laughs) doing good work out here, sis. All right, so this week we're actually going to switch it up. And we're going to do a mailbag episode and dip into Fine. the uh, Corona era things you girls are talking about. <laughs> in the the inbox. inbox is, yeah, it is definitely mostly Corona. So, yeah, I saw a lot of emails that basically were like, so here's a person that I'm stuck with for the foreseeable future. <laughs> um, hate them so much. What do I do? Um. Right. So, yeah, I just, in terms of hot tops, I saw um, Raven Baxter talking to Keely about yeah, whatever their funny. differences were, which led to one of my new favorite memes, which is Raven cackling like a supervillain mm-hmm. in a G rated film. Um, yes, while eating a peanut butter roll up. Because it wasn't a sandwich. It yeah, was just I don't know what bread. that was. It looked like maybe a hot dog, but like in bread when you don't have the bun. I really think it was like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich with just one piece of bread, which is maniacal. But that clip is so funny. I'm glad that it's like viral now. Um, And what else was even out there? Um, Puffy had a dance-a-thon where he... Um, was doing a good Tootsie slide with the with folks like uh, Drake and his ex Jennifer Lopez and LeBron James, and he was accused of fat shaming Lizzo, um, mm-hmm. for cutting off her twerk moment, but allowing Drea to shake that ass on Easter. But I don't care about any of that. So we're gonna talk about y'all. <laughs> so. Dipping into the inbox this week, I can start if you'd like. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I have a totally different document. I'm not even in the inbox. Okay. Our first letter this week comes from Barrett, 
And Barrett says the subject line in his email said, Trey Songs ruined my relationship. So, of oh, course, God. I needed to know more. So, the email says, Anyway, Trey Songs ruined my relationship, but I need to know if I'm wrong for ending things with my ex. So, my ex is a Trey Songs stan. She She'd be online all hours of the day defending his honor, always blasting his music. There's an eye-rolling emoji there, which I feel like is pertinent <laughs> for you to be, you know, with him, etc. When we first got together, I didn't think much of it since we all have one, two, or four celebrity crushes. And I don't think she would have showed me how deep in she was because I would have run the other way. When we moved Damn. in together... She bought, no, he's right. When we moved in together, she bought a sheet set and cover to match with a big ass picture of Trey's face on it. When they moved in together. So like on the bed, he got to sleep on as well. (laughs) I first thought this chick was tripping, but I don't have to look at it when I sleep. So I let it go. I don't see how. Whatever. Maybe two years into our relationship, she would constantly say shit like, I would leave you for Trey Songs," Or, he can get these panties all day. Annoying. (laughs) (laughs) Annoying, but I let it go. Shit went left when my dumb ass got her Trey Songz concert tickets for her birthday last year. I told her I couldn't get close seats to the stage because they were sold out. I lied. I didn't want her getting close (laughs) enough to be chosen to go backstage. I didn't go to the concert, and you can guess why. To my surprise, she not only got close to the stage, she was chosen to go backstage. Oh my god, no. (laughs) When she got home, she proceeded to tell me about her night and how she met him, and he was so nice, blah, blah, blah. She then started to get freaky, and I'm like, gross. You've been sweating, (laughs) And been around a bunch of sweaty motherfuckers. Take a shower. As she was starting to go further, I noticed she didn't have any panties on. I'm going to say it differently. I noticed she didn't have no drawers on. And this is where my problem was. Okay. She went with the intention and the idea of possibly getting fucked by him. Regardless if I was in the picture Mm -hmm. or not. So about a week after arguing about it, I broke up with her. I felt like if it's that easy for you to sleep with another nigga and you have the opportunity to do it, she would. Am I wrong for that? I feel like I kind of set myself up and her as well, but she took the bait. She's still in her feelings and it's been about seven months. Help bear it. So Bear broke up with his girlfriend after she came home from the Trey Songs concert with no draws <laughs> on. Right. Smelling like Stan sweat. And he's over it. She brought a fucking, you know, Trey Songs duvet cover and neighbors know my name bed skirt and whatever the fuck. Nope. And he's sick of the shit. So he wants to know if he did too much by uh, dropping her ass to the curb. Oh, my God. I'm gonna have to go roll a blunt because this is just <laughs> I need to know. Did she leave the house without panties on or did she take them off while she was gone? That's an important distinction. The world may know. never know. Just like how many licks it takes (laughs) to get to the center. Yeah. So we're not sure. I will say that I think, yeah, I think he's being ridiculous. But also, if it bothers you that much, then you are right to break up with her. Like, it's not something I would break up with somebody over. But if you're that bothered by it, then you're right to let the relationship go. 
I would say because like it, you're gonna constantly be stressed about whether Trey Songs fucked your girlfriend or whether you know today mm. is gonna be the day that she sees him and leaves you for him. So you know why even put you or her through that? I think the likelihood that Tremaine Shaft met her canal is probably slim to none. Mm-hmm. I don't think that Trey Song's trigger tray, as some people call him, penetrated your now ex-girlfriend. However, I do understand being aggravated as fuck by the constant standing, as well as the admitting <laughs> that I would fuck that nigga if I got a chance. So I don't even think that my nigga here is is even concerned with whether she did or not. I think he's just like annoyed by the fact that she would have if he said go because she ain't have no jaws on when she came home and she has already stated that she would if he said Mm -hmm. go. So I just feel like, you know, sometimes standing goes a taste too far and it's weird. And I don't feel like you're wrong for breaking up with her. Um I don't know that you would have been wrong with being like, look, I love you. I don't plan on going anywhere. But if you talk about this nigga ever again, matter of fact, if you put a Z in the place of an S ever in your life again, (laughs) I'm never speaking to you. And so, I don't know. I don't think that you were wrong for breaking up with her if it just was like too much and getting weird. I feel like, again, the sheet set was like part one of this letter. And that was already where I checked out. So... Mm-hmm. Like, where do you even, what yeah. in the Etsy do you, where do you find that? <laughs> right. It just doesn't. And you're right. Like, there, that's a good point. A lot of people take standing entirely too far and they end up doing way too much and it puts their partners in like a really fucked up position. But I mean, ultimately, I believe that if you don't want to be with somebody, that's all the reason you need to break up with them and you don't have to be able to cite something concrete. So yeah. if it was just like bothering you so much and this was the straw that broke the camel's back, then OK, like and she could still be in her feelings or pressed about it or whatever. However, months later, if you still feel that way about it then i mean i might think it's ridiculous but i'm not you and you can feel very upset and offended by it and like you don't want to be in a relationship with that person and that's up to you i just love imagining trey song somewhere changing his baby diaper not even realizing that he's ruined a relationship <laughs> and this is probably not even the fourth or right so, <laughs> he's like, putting the baby down for tummy time he has no idea right. that you and your girlfriend are not speaking trey song is dying him. to have a nap like (laughs) meanwhile somebody is in your text over him he has no idea like that to me exactly is entertainment but good luck um and Mm -hmm. i feel like you know maybe you shouldn't have bought her concert tickets but you recognize something that she was passionate about and you did (laughs) (laughs) something kind for her and she was willing to get fucked you know in the fucking dressing room or whatever if that's if if that opportunity was was given so right. you did what you needed to do i don't feel like you need to feel bad personally yeah no i don't think so either like unless you feeling guilty because you know you broke up with her for a reason that you don't really care that much about but it sounds like you feel very strongly about this so i would just say stick to your guns and go on with your life about it almost as strongly as she feels about trey song's penis in right. every home. 
I mean, and telling somebody you will leave them. Like, I know a lot of couples who have, like, I will, you know, if such and such celebrity ever hit on me, which they literally never would. Right. Like, everybody has that. But telling somebody more than once that you will leave them for a celebrity is a little, like, okay, girl. Yeah, that's strange. (laughs) Maybe you you may not know what's sitting out somewhere because what? It's also strange that you went on Pinterest and found sheets to put on a bed that I share with you mm-hmm, mm-hmm. with this nigga's That's face weird. on it. I don't want to go to bed with Trey songs. We know how you <laughs> feel about it. But I would just like to get onto my mattress with any old thing that you could find at a bed bath. Exactly. Bath I'm not sleeping either. on Trey Song's face. I'm not sleeping on that man's nostrils. I'm not do doing it. That's just too weird. It's no, too thanks. weird. Trey Songs don't even have Trey Song seat sheets. Right. So I'm like, no girl, I'm not mm. doing this. Sis. That's strange. <laughs> Best of luck to y'all. Um okay. Well, I have a question here from Austin who says, I'm 25 and my girlfriend is 30. We started off as long distance last April, and by June, she moved to my city and moved in with me. It was nice, but we always knew this was temporary because she wanted to go back home to Louisiana. Anyway, she was supposed to move back in December, but her job was playing with her transfer, so it was going to be pushed back. During this time, I've been supporting the entire household and paying bills, and she was paying too at first, but now she doesn't (laughs) because she needs to send money back home. (laughs) (laughs) In March, she talked about us taking a break so she could get herself together and actually contribute to the relationship, which I completely understood. She wasn't asking me to put a pause on my life, but she was putting a pause on us, which I thought was a great way to suck some dick without cheating. Uh, oh God. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't going to say it, but here we are. She's been traveling back and forth from here to Louisiana on my flight benefits to move her stuff home. (laughs) But when the corona came and Chicago announced a lockdown, she left to go to Louisiana. While I've been quarantined for the past few weeks, she's been traveling between Texas and Louisiana and then coming back here to get her stuff. Yes. And that scared me because of everything going on. It doesn't really matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter if I stay in, if she's still coming and going. The last time she came, she stayed for 11 days and now she's on a plane again and she keeps telling me that she's coming back once more. But this is my question. Do I tell my girlfriend to sit her ass down and Mm. that she's scaring me because she has so little regard for our health Mm. or all her friends with kids she's seeing, Mm. which is another good point? Or do I just break up with her? (laughs) Mm. (laughs) Thanks, Austin. Great question. And, you know, this is a this is a situation that would normally be complicated or difficult. But since there's a fucking pandemic outside, right. it's much easier for me. It's much easier. Yeah. I mean, I feel like either one of these options you've presented is great. Um, if not both of them. Um, I think that she definitely needs to sit her ass down somewhere regardless, just for the sake of everyone's health. Mm -hmm. Um, I also don't think that it's wild for you to be like, you know what? Never come back. Um, (laughs) (laughs) your, your, your luggage can be sent to you. That can be shipped. Mm -hmm. In the name (laughs) of Texas, to be honest with you. So (laughs) that's like... That's honestly, like, where we can leave things. But, yeah, like, I think it's incredibly bold to just be bouncing all around the place, 
just mm-hmm. like ain't nothing going on right like giving no kind of fucks i know it's been a couple of weeks now so maybe some of y'all who have had picture perfect health for the past however long we've been doing this quarantining shit just feel like you know playing a game with god i don't get it but um that doesn't mean that she needs to involve you or mm-hmm. friends people's children or anybody else in that that nonsense so that coupled with the fact that you clearly don't trust her, um, mm. like I said, I feel like either one at best or at least going with that first notion of hey sis, sit the fuck down. I feel like it's pretty important just in general, mm-hmm. but also not trusting her, not really understanding why. Because I would, yeah, I think I'd be over it just by not sitting the fuck down honestly like, right if i didn't think you were che- cheating or sucking dick or whatever the fuck it is he said just the fact that you're so willing to risk your health and mine i'd be like i'm so fine but i don't know right no i mean that's a really good point because like girl you're endangering everybody around you at this point with all this fucking jet setting you do like you notice how the plane is empty right you notice how like the airports are empty, right? That's for a reason, sis. And you're right. doing travel that is clearly not what anybody else would deem essential. But so I don't know that I would break up with her, but I would definitely tell her that what she not finna do is come back in this house. Right. You, you've been on too many planes. You've been in too many cities and states. So, you know, text me when you in the uber on your way from the airport to this apartment and i will put your things outdoors <laughs> and you can pick them up <laughs> and you can facetime me from the car if you want to and we can talk like that but you're not coming back right. in this house Ever. with all them fucking germs in no. you you're not doing it bitch like the airport is nasty enough on a regular day on a regular <laughs> Planes are gross enough on a regular day and people are lying to themselves and others knowing that they are symptomatic so that they don't miss out on things like flights or the birth of their children or whatever else (laughs) and then getting everybody else sick in the meantime so the person next to you on the plane (sighs) might be sick as fuck but they said fuck it i'm taking this flight anyway or people have the virus but they're not showing any symptoms yet like it's a million different things that could be going on so what that bitch is not finna do is come back in my house like that's the (laughs) only thing i feel super strongly about we might break up later you know we might decide that this ain't it or what or we might decide to work it out i don't know but what you're not finna do today on this day what you're not gonna do is come into my house not with all that airplane bullshit on you you're not doing it that's completely Mm -mm. fair like bitch you must be immune what do you know that we don't know and the government doesn't know do you have the answers because you are living (laughs) (laughs) like you're Even Oprah had Stedman in that little house in the back. Right, which she, I feel like is normal for them anyway. But she damn sure put, <laughs> <laughs> she damn sure put him on camera and was like, how are you? <laughs> you look great. Listen, Stedman oh, just got upgraded. <laughs> he just made it to the big house. It ain't no way in hell you coming in my apartment when you've been doing all that shit. Like, the fact that you let her back once was more than enough. I wouldn't have did it. But Stedman was on the other side of the camera symptoms. like, hello, Listen. hello, hello. He was in that little dollhouse kitchen window waving and shit. We're like, hey, Stedman. <laughs> I'm hungry, 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 hungry. 
I'll be like, okay, somebody will drop off some Weight Watchers bread on the doorstep. You be all right. But he was not coming in the big house with her. And that was that on that. And you got to say the same thing. Love you down. But God only knows what's in you. And you're not bringing it in here. Sorry, girl. right. Well, Mm -hmm. this next letter comes from Tifa. It says, first of all, it literally starts with, let's go. And then it says, oh, no. <laughs> I want my girlfriend to want me to fuck her. I know that in relationships that sometimes you just do sexual acts for your partner that they like just because you want them to be pleased. But it's uncomfortable for me knowing that my girlfriend doesn't like being strapped. Bless me do it anyways when I can tell she's just not into it. I thought maybe she'd like how I looked while doing it, or maybe even the sounds <laughs> I make, because she loves it in other scenarios. But she's mm-hmm. fairly expression expressionless during the act, which turns me off. It makes me feel like she sees herself as a sex doll or something. She's femme, and I'm studish. So this isn't... That's the new sitcom studish i'm ready i know so many girls who fit that description (laughs) so this isn't a touch me not situation or challenge to her masculinity at all is this something i just have to accept or is this something that can be worked on we've had a few conversations and she pretty much just tells me that it's not her favorite thing to do but because she loves me she does it for me when we do it i feel like i'm a kid getting handed an ipad after throwing a tantrum in a cvs just something to (laughs) shut me up help (laughs) Help, please, Tifa. Oh, the realness in that. So many people just give their kids the phone. Like, please shut the fuck up. Just just hear all the apps. Please, goddamn. Did you you see the video of Kavya after her parents cut her off from electronics? (laughs) Sis was pissed. Gabby said, he is risen. And... Kavi is legitimately pissed. like my favorite living human. I She's so love funny. that baby. Yeah. Anyways, yes. So Tifa, what was this person's name? Tifa. Tifa okay. She wants for her femme girlfriend to want to be strapped. She allows her to do it, but it's very clear she's not into it, and it's a turn off. What to do from here? Mm-hmm. I mean, I think based off your email, Tifa, that you're just going to have to let it go as a concept. Mm. Um, Because the fact is that your girlfriend is already compromising. Normally, when people are at odds sexually, I would tell them to compromise. Like, Mm. if you don't love getting dicked down, but your partner is super into it, then, you know, just see if you can tolerate getting dicked down. Maybe you can enjoy it for brief periods or whatever. But if she is completely expressionless, motionless, (laughs) silent, when she is normally the opposite of that, and she and she looks so unintuit it that you're like not turned on no more then i think you have to accept that for whatever reason and we don't know what it might be she is not into getting strapped and you're gonna have to let go of the the um i won't say the desire because you can have the desire but you're gonna have to let go of the expectation that she will do that for you like you're not even enjoying it at that point because she's not even into it like i don't even know how people have sex with people who are like blatantly not into it because how does that not immediately turn you off right right i don't know i read this and i was kind of like like i understand what you're saying and that's like my first and like obvious thought but i also kind of thought 
Like, if you're telling this person that you are going with it anyway because you love them and you want to do it for them, fake it. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> so you think the girlfriend should fake it? Yes. Like, it's not something that's super uncommon in relationships that you, you know, fake something that you know that your partner is into or whatnot mm-hmm. or like this people whose whole ass relationships they've been faking orgasms so i just don't think it's too crazy to give her a little bit of acting in the bedroom if you know that that's what if you're especially if you're specifically doing it because you know that they want to if you don't want to do it then don't do it period when it comes to sex you know what i mean right if it's just not if it makes you uncomfortable if you don't like it or whatever then don't do it i don't give a fuck how much they they like it but if it's something that you can like tolerate because she's saying that her girlfriend says it's just not her favorite thing to do. So if it's not something that you love but you don't absolutely despise it, then give her a little zhuzh. Give her a little bit of acting. I feel like at this point, it's probably like that ship is probably sailed for y'all and your specific advice right. is probably better with Crystal because at this point, if she was to try and fake it, you still know she don't like it. You know what I mean? So right. You got to fake it from the beginning. <laughs> right. You should have just faked it from jump. So I feel like, yeah, it may be better off at this point to either go with whatever she's giving you but like we're saying and you're saying it's a complete turn off so maybe you just don't do it at all but it's like at the same time sexual fulfillment in relationships is really important so maybe you see how things can go without it um and if love is enough and all of those other things because (laughs) you know she's just not into it and you know at this point that's just not something that's gonna do it for her and i think i would rather i know i would rather my partner be clearly into something in the bedroom for me to get what i need um or they're not into it, but they have been playing a really good role for as long as we've been doing it, and it don't bother <laughs> them anyway. I mean, mm-hmm. so yeah, that's I don't know. I think that yeah, it's probably something that's sailed, and maybe you just try it without it, and maybe that's something that you do every now and then or something if she's into it or not. But like, right, that sucks. Or maybe y'all should talk about it. Like maybe she should talk about why she's not into it if she knows. Why she doesn't like it. Like some people, it's just a, you know, I just don't like the feeling of nothing inside me. Mm -hmm. But then other people might have other reasons for why they're not into it. And then you can talk about, you know, on the other hand, why you are so into it and why you want her to want it. Like, why is that important to you? Like, maybe y'all can have that conversation and learn a little bit more about each other and how y'all work. And so the, you know, it can, it can resolve itself kind of naturally that way. But if you know that she's not into it, which you do. And Mm -hmm. she's not even, she's so not into it that she can't even fake it for you. Right. Then I would just give it up until we can figure it out. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. But I do think that you're right in that, like, having conversations uh, about, like, the root of these desires or lack thereof could maybe help you get to a place where it's just like, oh, so we had to kind of figure this out and now the sex couldn't be better. But if it's just a thing that's like... You know, it's just really yeah. Like she angry. just don't like it. Yeah, she just don't like it. But she just don't like it, and that might just have to be your compromise. Is figuring out other things that you do like, maybe exploring different kinks mm-hmm. or like spicing up sex in other ways that don't in- include a strap. And then, you know, sometimes you just mold a sex life with right. the person that you're in a relationship with, and 
you know yeah exactly all right um do you want to do another one or do you want to take a quick break and come back let's do one more and then we can take it okay yeah all right I have a letter here from Cavante who says, I'm a 28 year old black queer man living in New York City. And like the rest of the world, I'm really struggling with the pandemic and how it's affecting my life. I lost my job a week before most people did. And I've been stuck in the house unemployed for the last four weeks. All of my roommates have gone home to be with family. And so now I'm in my apartment alone. I'm Jamaican and my family disowned me. So I don't have the option of going home. Jesus. I'm an yeah, I'm an extrovert and I am literally going crazy without human interaction. I'm seeing my therapist via FaceTime every week and I chat with my friends on the phone, but it's only helping so much. I've spent a lot of time on apps like Facebook, Instagram and Grinder, and I've been chatting with guys who are feeling as lonely and isolated as I do. Since it's looking like New York is not going to be let off punishment anytime soon <laughs> I need to figure something out. It do look like that. It do. <laughs> Well, so I'm now thinking about asking one of the guys I've been chatting with to be my quarantine buddy. Essentially, we would spend a few days a week at each other's houses, watch movies, chat, play video games, cuddle and maybe even have sex. I would screen him to ensure he hasn't been around others or exposed himself to risk. And I feel bad. (laughs) Right. Listen, we gonna get there. (laughs) I feel bad for breaking my social distancing rules by trying to get a quarantine buddy. But the thought of spending another four plus weeks in this apartment alone with no human interaction is going to drive me really crazy, really fast. Hmm. What are your thoughts on having a quarantine buddy? And if you were in my position, would you risk it all just for some human contact? Thanks. Love you guys. Keep being black queer excellence. Cavante. Thanks, Boo, for the compliment there at the end. And I do want to, I want to say that I do understand this. It's hard to suddenly be without human contact. Yeah. I don't, um, no, I mean, like, I understand it. As an introvert, it's hard for me to just place myself into the mind of an extrovert, like, just all around. But I totally understand if you are an extrovert, how this would be driving you insane. Because, you know, right. you want to go out and just be around other people, even if it's something as, like, super social as a huge party or club or rave, or it's just, like, people watching a, a coffee shop. Um, right. And that's just like one of the things that's really crazy and unique about this situation is there's not really much that anybody can say because we're all dealing with it at the same time for the first time. And, you know, it's not like you have just this wealth of options. Um, my mama actually introduced me to Zoom yesterday because she wanted to have a Zoom session <laughs> with the family for Easter because saved. And, right. you know, people are doing what they can to, like, get together and stuff. Now, I don't know that I have an opinion on the quarantine buddy. I suppose having one dedicated person that you speak to regularly that you maybe see off and on throughout this isn't crazy it's i guess it's not as risky as you know going and having a beach party or some shit but right or going out every night or going out every night but at the same time i don't i don't know how you could screen this person or you know ensure that they haven't been around other people or i don't know how you would do that so right i mean i mean i don't really yeah 
I don't know that I have like, an opinion on that specifically, um, but I understand like the uh, strong like need or desire to just have human contact with somebody or whatever. Um, interesting that it would be, unless I missed something, that it would be someone that you could also possibly hook up with rather than just somebody that you know. But they said they moved to New York not long ago. Um, let me look back at the email, just but live I know in New York. Yeah, he just lives in New York, but all his roommates are gone, so he's okay. lonelier than he would be under other circumstances. Got it, got it, got it. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I don't really know. I don't have an opinion on the quarantine buddy thing. Like the thing that's driving me the most crazy is just that everybody else can go and do what they want to do because <laughs> right. <laughs> like I want for everybody else to get back to their normal lives so that I can be the normal hermit that I always am in peace. Um, wow. I love the fact that you're most upset by the fact that everybody else is intruding on your hermit territory. Yeah, it's just, I feel like you're co opting my, my, your identity. Yeah. And I'm not into it. So, um, yeah, I don't know, man. Not with your ass. I think that it's great that you're in, um, you know, you're talking to a therapist or whatever via FaceTime and stuff like that every week. And I guess if there is a way that you can find uh, someone that you hang out with, because, I mean, the girls have been all over Instagram with guests. So I don't know what anybody is doing. So, yeah. you know what I mean? I, I And I have also not really been following too much of, like, the updates on the virus. I have just been, like, eager for actual information on the virus itself as opposed to uh, how it's just affecting the world. I would right. really like to know, learn more about what we're learning about the virus. Um but yeah, I don't know what the girls are doing and, and if that is something that you can do or whatever, I'm not going to pass judgment. But I think it's probably just best to find ways to, you know, find sort of a, a peace of mind at home and mm-hmm. put your energy that you would normally put into brunch or Taco Tuesday into something <laughs> that you can do at the crib. You know, I'm coloring. Yeah. I'm watching movies that are considered classics that I've never seen before. Like, um, I watched the first two Ghostbusters and Back to the Future. Oh, wow. And all of the diehards. So. Oh, okay. You know, Look that's at what you. I'm doing. I vaguely remember some of those movies and then others I definitely haven't seen, but whatever. I also have no problem with staying at home. So maybe it's easier for me to say. Yeah, know. because you are the exact opposite of an extrovert. So. Oh, so great. <laughs> <laughs> so I think I will just say, like, that was a lot of really good advice. So I will just harp on one particular part of your letter. And that is that I understand how lonely you are. I am not a person who typically experiences loneliness, although I think I fall somewhere between like an introvert and an extrovert. Like I'm not as much of a homebody as some people or like as averse to talking to the public as some people. But I'm also not like the kind who has to go out three nights a week and constantly has to have somebody in their phone and all that. Like I'm definitely more of an introvert than not. And so I feel like I'm handling this a lot better than a lot of extroverts are. And at the same time, 
you talking about how you would screen these people before they come over and all this other stuff to be your quarantine buddy. But there is no way to know what they're doing when they're not at your house. Right. I just don't know. How. And, and depending on their word could get you severely fucked up out here. Like people, like I said earlier, people will lie in order to gain access to the spaces they want. They will. They will do that. But if you didn't know that about Grindr Girl, I don't know what time of day you thought. (laughs) Please, not too much on Grindr. I mean... Yeah, I just don't think there's really any safe way to screen these people. And so and it's not even like one person in particular that you really like where you're like, move in with me. You talking about somebody coming over a few days a week, which means they have another few days a week to go fuck around and do literally anything. And you don't know none the wiser. Like you are just totally dependent on what they tell you is the truth. So. I just would really caution you from this, even though I know you're super lonely. Like, I know that. And and I fully empathize. But. And like, if you have a mask, can't you, it's can you just like go not, to for a walk? Or... Yeah, I mean, and I, I get that some people it's not even just seeing others because, you know, we all have FaceTime or Zoom and it's not even necessarily going outside. It's about physical closeness, physical mm. touch, having somebody to talk to in the home, mm. having somebody to like cuddle with or whatever. Those are things I don't really care about. So I'm fine with that. But a lot of people are like kind of dependent on it as a person. And it's nothing wrong with that. It's just different people and personality types but like i think those are the people who are struggling the most with being alone or in quarantine and so those are the people we are really going to have to convince to stay home because it is not worth it especially under some circumstances like this where the two of you are not permanently moving in together it would be one thing if y'all had been social distancing for the past three weeks and everybody was still symptom free and one of y'all decided to move in with the other that would be one thing but this is not that and so you just don't I think what you got to do here is see which one of these niggas you like the best and see if y'all can cultivate something that results in the two of you cohabitating. um, If that is something that works, but please, please, please do not have people coming in and out of your house during a fucking pandemic an airborne pandemic that, you know, experts act like they don't even know how long it stays alive outside of the human body and all this other shit. Like it's just entirely too risky right now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and I don't want to like bring you down, but that's just the truth of the matter. And like, we're all going to have to try to suck it up, but at the same time, keep ourselves alive. Like your mental health is still super important and it might be really important for you to have interactions with others, but like that is not safe. It's just not safe, especially in New York city, which has the most cases in the world, baby, you in the worst city to do this. So like, please don't. Yeah. Yeah. All right, well, we can take a break there and we will uh, come back in just a second after we get some bills paid. Okay, we are back and it's time for some more letters in this mailbag episode we have for you this week. I'm going to continue with this letter from Cloud. It says... Oh, Lord. (laughs) I'm a 20-year-old queer man attending an HBCU in the South. Unfortunately, due to Miss Rona, my semester was cut short, and I had to return to Chicago to move back with my parents for the foreseeable future. Since I've been home, my mom has been asking me to help with 
with random ass home projects that she's been putting off for years. One of them was to get the virus off an old laptop. You'd think I was an IT <laughs> major. <laughs> After a few attempts at figuring out the issue, I realized that the memory was low because of so many images on the computer. So before I deleted anything, I thought it was important to go through the images. And to my surprise, there were no less than 200 pictures of my dad dressed in drag. As I did a bit more digging, I realized that Girl. he had been... <laughs> He's been in correspondence under an alias and to a separate P.O. box with men who are interested in cross-dressers. Oh, my God. As far as I can tell, he dresses up and meets random guys who only work... Oh, who dresses up and meets random guys only while on work trips. I am not one to suppress someone's sexuality, so under normal circumstances, I wouldn't find it necessary to show my mom what I found. But my issue is that my dad is quite vocal about his anti-LGBT beliefs. He is president of a pretty high-level anti-LGBT organization and has preached around the country on, quote, sissies and funny bunnies. He wrote oh, yeah, they definitely from the South. <laughs> he wrote a book about conversion <laughs> therapy and has been known to lead, quote, deliverance services where he where queer people are publicly outed and demeaned. This kind of behavior no. pisses me off as I cannot imagine how many queer men and women have been hurt by my father. All the while, he's been dressing up in women's clothing and getting digged down for at least the past decade. I want to no. out him. <laughs> I want to out him because of his hypocrisy, and I'm thinking about leaking his pictures online. I don't want to hurt my mom, but this man needs to be exposed. Do you have any advice? Should I leak this shit or keep it cute? Thanks for all of your entertainment down the years. And your podcast is great, whatever. Best regards, Cloud. So. Oh, Cloud. I don't believe this nigga. I felt like um, this is maybe one of them fake letters. I don't know. Yeah. And the reason I felt that, that they way. they send to every show. <laughs> um, so. You want to put your daddy on blast. Mind you, the subject was something like, I want to expose this fraud. So I thought that maybe they were talking Mm. about like an ex-friend or something, not their literal father. Yeah. But you want to put your daddy on blast because he's part of or president of an anti-LGBT organization and not because he's been getting fucked behind your mama's back. Because that would probably (laughs) be the first thing on my mind. You even say, I don't want to hurt my mom like at the very end after this whole prop paragraph after everything else <laughs> about you know conversion therapy books and things of that nature which don't get me wrong totally understand why that would be like oh the nerve of you nigga i'm absolutely putting you on blast but like if your mother has i mean if your father has been you know cheating on your fucking mom i felt like that would probably be uh more of a concern in this letter, but mm. I guess, I guess. So again, <laughs> I don't really know, but I felt like the letter was um, entertaining. So here we are. Right. Um, let's well, go ahead and treat I this mean, as if this nigga's telling the truth. 20 years old. Yeah, exactly. If, if this is somehow like a real letter and you are really in this situation, 
Um, then I think you're in a really hard place because I too would want to expose this nigga, but I also oh, yeah. like morally believe that outing people is wrong mm. and doing that sort of thing, like leaking people's private pictures is wrong. Like I do believe that as well. So I would be super torn internally <laughs> on what to do because it's also like your father is not just being homophobic at home and only affecting him and his family. He's president of some anti queer organization. Like he's spread, he's doing his work, his best to spread the same anti queerness that he participates in. Right. So it's like, I think I would out him without the pictures. Mm. How would you? Do and that? I would say, and I would, well, I would put out whatever, I don't know how this person was planning on doing it, maybe posting pictures on Facebook or something like that. I would put out whatever random anonymous manifesto you wanted to, and then say, I have photographs to prove this, and I hope that nobody forces me to post them. <laughs> like, something like that. Like, nigga, please don't try me, because we both know I'm telling the truth. Mm. So, maybe something like that, but if... I mean, and I really think the only reason that I would feel like I had to say something to the world is because your father is affecting the public. People he will never meet and don't know nothing about while doing the same exact shit. So Mm. I think that's how I would handle it without the pictures, but with the promise of I do have them. So don't try me. Yeah, I think I agree. I would definitely make uh, copies of the photographs on more than one flash drive. (laughs) Amen. And email them to myself. You know, make sure that I have multiple um multiple avenues of access for these photographs if need be. And yeah, I think I would do the same. I think I would write um something, whether it's a Facebook post or a full-on book or whatever the fuck, something that right. kind of stands in the face of the intolerance that your father has allegedly been um placing on countless people Mm -hmm. for however many years and the fact that you know a you got the photos and b your daddy would have to know that it's true if you're telling the truth right i would exactly be like yeah and whatever it is i'm writing i hope that this will inspire him to at least begin the work in correcting the foolishness that he's been enacting for however long. Yeah. And a lot of closeted queer people are some of the most homophobic people. And it's not always just as simple as trying to, um, get people off of your trail in a sense. Sometimes it really is deep rooted psychological shit that needs to be worked out probably with a professional. Um, but I don't think that that has anything to do with you. Um, you doing something that can be connected to people, your, your father possibly hurt and be like, Mm -hmm. look, not only is that shit that he's talking about some bullshit, he ain't got no room to talk about it in the first place. Exactly. So yeah, I agree. I also wouldn't just like throw the pictures out there because I mean, if you don't have to go love and hip hop, why? But I do think 
being like, you know what, girl, I have the photos to prove it, <laughs> as well as three hard drives with it on it, as well as yeah. a server that is connected to a, a time switch where if I don't log in every three hours and update it, it will just leak the fucking photos to Facebook. Also, Mission Impossible shit. Like, girl, these photos will hit the net if you provoke me. Um, exactly. So please don't try me. Don't ever. Um, <laughs> and yeah, that might be it. Again, I feel like this is a lie, but you never know. I've heard crazier things that apparently turned out to be true. So that's right. my letter for now. Hopefully you got something out of that. <laughs> and yeah. um, blessings to everybody who is in right. situations with motherfuckers. Um whether in religion or alleged science or whatever that make you feel like you don't have the right to be who you are. Yeah. The last thing I was going to say is that I definitely know what it's like to be around hypocrites Mm. and people who, even if they can step outside themselves and admit that they're hypocrites, they'll still say, well, I'm right because I believe such and such and somebody else is just wrong because they don't like it's them kind of niggas. So I am, I, I fully know what it's like to be around somebody who preaches one thing and practices another. And so I get the inclination here. I just wouldn't go immediately to this, you know, weird version of revenge porn. I would just put out a notice and a don't fuck with me. Yeah. Amen. All right. Oh, all right. Is it my turn or your turn? It's your turn. Okay. This question comes from Alfred and Alfred says, I'll ask the question first and then I'll fill in the backstory. What do y'all do to let go of an issue when you know you've done your part in a situation that worries you? Mm. My brother had to break off an engagement two years ago. And since then he has found someone else who treats him better. He plans to get married sometime this year, but said that he wants to get the engagement ring back from his ex. (laughs) This ex, (laughs) this ex has not responded to his request that he has made sporadically since they broke up. So he plans to sue her for it, which yes, according to state laws, seems like he might have grounds because engagement rings are conditional upon marriage and not seen as typical gifts. He wants to repurpose the diamond in a new ring for his current girl. This concerns me largely because it's been two whole years and this man has long since recouped the cost of that ring. Mm. It feels like, yes, it feels like he is stuck in resentment about the breakup and suing for the ring this far out feels needlessly vindictive. I also like the phrase reduce, reuse, recycle, but not when it comes to engagement rings. This is just so messy in my eyes. My wife and I talked with my brother about it and he is still fine with what he's doing. So there's nothing left that I can really do. I've voiced my concerns and done my part. And my brother has talked with his new significant other about this. So this is definitely an outside person looking in situation. I've been reassuring myself on this whenever I think about my brother's situation and it helps to some degree. Do you know anything else that may help me not dwell on this matter? Thanks for all (laughs) you do, Alfred. Right? (laughs) I'm like, oh, Alfred's problem is not enough business. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I'm so sorry that this is like something that literally keeps you up. And I don't want to make light of that, but like people have real problems. And like, ultimately if your brother wants to repurpose a ring and sue his ex for it, even if he doesn't really have to like, I mean, Oh, well just let him do that. Let him waste his time like that. Then (laughs) like, it's not really hurting you in any way. Right. 
Okay. And honestly, I don't know why she wants to keep a nigga's ring that, you know, the, the enga- fucking engagement didn't work out. So Right. Like, I can understand <laughs> you getting a ring and falling in love with it and stuff like that. And the engagement doesn't work out. You'd be like, fuck it, I'm keeping this shit. But if a nigga is like... I'm going to sue you for the ring. Right. I think I was like, girl, take this fucking musty ass (laughs) shit, bitch. And and leave me the fuck alone. Unless she already sold it. (laughs) Right. So I feel like I could understand both sides of their situation and her being like, fuck it. I'm not giving you this ring back. And his side of being like, give, you know what I'm saying? Give me my fucking diamond. Give me the fucking ring. Right. Um, But I am only struggling with like you just said is why you so invested in it i feel like (laughs) if your brother is gonna do literally everything that he can to the extent of the law to get that damn diamond or whatever then that's his fucking prerogative and i think that also speaks to how serious it is for him and it shouldn't be For for you um because he has to pay the court costs to sue her so he feels that strongly about it. He is willing to pay the cost to sue her. Exactly. To get that damn ring back. <laughs> exactly. Like <laughs> filing a lawsuit and doing all that extra shit means I right. mean business. It means my brother, <laughs> sister, mama, daddy, auntie, uncle, yes. and go say shit to me that exactly. is going to get in the way of me getting the only person who's going to tell me I can't have that ring at this point is the judge. So I don't want to talk to you about yep. it. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess I get where you're coming from, but at the same time, I think that you should just leave your brother the fuck alone and let him do what he got to do. I don't even really understand why you're so invested in it, um, unless you like really, 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 really fuck with his ex and she's still invited to brunch whenever y'all can do it again. Oh my god! Look, I, did, I <laughs> really don't understand. Yeah, I think you just need to let this one go. Like, it's not that big of a deal, and. Ultimately, it doesn't really have an effect on you. So even though you might feel like your brother is still stuck in resentment and maybe you don't want him to get married to somebody else while he still has these feelings, then I would say that and be like, I hope y'all go to couples counseling before y'all get married. Mm. Something like that. Mm, But otherwise, you know, it's not like he asked you to take out a loan for the ring. (laughs) It's not like you still making payments on the ring over because then that would be a totally different situation. But this don't really have nothing to do with you. So I think you need to let it go. Yeah. With all with all due respect and love. I agree. Yeah. Sorry, sis. Okay. Um, this letter comes from Aerith. It uh says, Dear Kifir and Crystal, I and then in parentheses it says 25 F. So 25-year-old female. Just recently mm. got married to the love of my life, parentheses 26M in February. <laughs> This week, I was supposed to be on an island on my honeymoon, so I know she got agitated. But instead, I am quarantined in a three-bedroom apartment with my husband, our one-year-old son, and his disabled mother. She's older, and her health is slowly but surely deteriorating. So my husband elected for her to stay in what was once our home office. Under any other circumstance, this would be fine, but she is beyond terrible. Her assisted living facility, the home informed my husband Mm. that they had a couple of confirmed cases of COVID-19 and we were thankfully able to get her tested before bringing her back to our place. Not even a couple of days into the quarantine, I noticed how much my husband's personality was suppressed around her. And I also noticed that he didn't show me nearly as much affection as he usually does if she is within earshot. I've talked to him about it and he says that he's 
that that's just how she is. But her being how she is is the main source of why he and his three other siblings who have effectively cut her off are in therapy today. Well, prior to her move, I hadn't spent much time with her outside of family gatherings and she hadn't attended our wedding or any of the any of the events leading to it. I figured it was due to her declining health, but last week I discovered that it was because she didn't support our marriage. We've gone back and forth nonstop over every little thing, but the last straw came today when she told my husband, quote, as soon as we go, as soon as we get to go out again, you need to check to see if this baby is really yours right in front of me. Without saying anything, I calmly got up from the couch and went into her room and immediately began to pack her shit. (laughs) I was talked out of throwing all of her stuff off the balcony, but at this point, it's either me and the baby or her. I do have a few family members here in Seattle, and I am strongly considering staying with them until this lockdown is over. But I am concerned that if I do leave, my husband's mental health would be even more jeopardized. What would you do in this situation? And then she put, sorry if there are many mistakes. I'm literally shaking as I type this. Please help. I'm sure you are. I'm sure you are. I would be livid. So, um, I read this. (laughs) You and these prayer hands. (laughs) I read this and I felt like, you know, you're already headed down the street that I would happily be walking my ass down. Mm -hmm. Um, Yep. I'm going to stay with my people's name. You let me know when this bitch is gone. I can't do yep. this. Um, I've compromised with you and letting her be here, letting you not be as affectionate around me because she's here, letting you just all around be weird, letting her just say little things that I don't like. But I, where I'm absolutely going to stop the buck is at this right. woman questioning the paternity of our child in my house where Woo! she is a guest. Yeah. I understand that that is your mama and you want your, for your mama to be healthy or as healthy as possible and as safe as possible. And you can do all of that while me and my child are here. So my things are packed. I left a note in the hallway. Um, (laughs) You let me know when she's back at Shady Pines because I'm not doing this. I'm not doing it. I'm not interested. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's fair. And if that affects your husband's mental health, you've already wrote in this letter that he's in therapy. So he can take that up with his, you know, therapist or whoever it is that he speaks with. Just because your his mother's health is deteriorating or whatever it is that she's dealing with doesn't mean that she gets to be disrespectful to you in your exactly. house. Like you already... Yep. Your home is already supposed to be a place where you can have peace, regardless of whatever the fuck else is going on outside. Guess what's going on outside? A pandemic. So, like, you got to be at home, which means your at-home peace is that much more important. It's essential. Like... Thank you. It's essential. So her, for whatever inexplicable reason, being disrespectful to you in her house where she's a guest for her own goddamn health and safety is unacceptable. I would absolutely pack up my fucking shit and my baby and mm-hmm. going over to my mama, yes. cousin, auntie, whoever the fuck house in Seattle that I need to stay with. And then he can figure out what he has to figure out until the lockdown is over and she can leave. And then it just, it just right. is what it is. You just got married. 
literally in February. Both of y'all are in your mid twenties. So I don't even know how this stuff is affecting you financially, anything other like you have enough to be concerned with. Not to mention you have a one year old and your one year old damn sure doesn't need to be cooped up in a house where you are ready to strangle your mom, mother-in-law because she's disrespectful as fuck. Right. So I just feel like you're on the right path here and you need to go. And just the same way that you have been attempting to compromise with whatever she was doing up until that point for the for the health and like benefit of your husband, she should be doing the same thing for her son. Yep. And it's too many yep. people who feel like they can just be wildly disrespectful and like nonchalant about people's feelings, even in situations like this where you're taking care of them because they're older or because the person who is taking care of them is their child. No, sis, you had your family. This is mine. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't work like that. So whatever you got to do to get your husband to see that and respect that shit is what you need to do. Because guess what? He got three other siblings under the umbrella of this woman who said, don't even talk to me about her because she ain't coming over here. So there it goes. Maybe she needs to understand why that is or or acknowledge why the fuck this is the only one of her kids that is even willing to put up for her shit. That is the exact point I was going to make. It would be different if everybody else loved her and your husband was the only one. But the other three siblings have said, fuck that bitch. That's why she's with y'all. So that leads me to believe that it's her and not you. Mm. And so <laughs> and so under those circumstances, and especially with that disrespectful ass shit that she made sure to say in your face, mm. don't mistake. That wasn't a mistake she made. She did that on purpose. Yes, she did. The fact that she so willingly spit in your face really means that that bitch absolutely has to go or you have to go. And so the only thing I would concern myself with is sitting my husband down and being like, look me dead in my eyes and understand that I'm serious about this. Me and your baby will be gone from this house before the damn sunset. And we will not step foot back in this bitch until she's gone. And it's up to you to decide which one of us is going to leave. But I'm finna go get to packing. And to be honest with you, I have a couple of insects and fossils to turn in at Nook's Cranny anyway. So, like, (laughs) your time is soups limited. Because I'm definitely checking into my cousin's house before then. So, figure out. (laughs) I actually really need to make sure I go harvest all my fruit trees. I mean. And see what the sale price is on these turnips. But after that, I'm leaving. So, you better figure it out before then, nigga. Because we getting the fuck out of here. What she not going to do is disrespect me to my face. That's what she not going to do. And it ain't no second chance coming back from something like that. In your house. Let me be like, you're not staying at her house for this quarantine. Right. She's not helping y'all. Like, mama is in your home where you're raising a child and having a family and paying rent and all that other stuff. Look, I understand that you Mm -mm. want for your mama to be healthy and stuff like that. I'm not going to take that away from you, but what I am going to take away is me from this. I'm leaving. So (laughs) (laughs) figure it out. I won't be here. When you got married, you said you were going to put this woman and your family first. You said that. And it's not like your wife is being disrespectful to your mama. Your mama is being disrespectful to your wife. So the choice here is clear. It's clear. 
So, you know, if he's not ready to do that to his mom, then you just have to be ready to follow through on it, girl. Don't say that and then stay another week any damn way. If you threaten him and be like, I'm leaving in the next two days or whatever, your ass need to be gone in the next two days if that woman is still in your house. And guess what? You, me, and the therapist can get on Zoom. And your mama, too. Oh, yeah. We can all do that. We can all do that. But I won't be here. But I will be broadcasting from my own house. And that's just that. You know, now happens to be the worst time to go to prison. So I really don't want (laughs) to. So I'm going to leave because otherwise I'm definitely going. And this is a bad time. So y'all let me know. Email me the Zoom link and I'll download the app. But until then, she can kiss my ass and you can too. That's real. If that's who you picking over me and your baby. (laughs) Niggas got to figure they shit out. They got to figure they shit out. So let him do that. But make sure you let him know where your boundaries are with that bullshit. (laughs) I know her like sister-in-laws or her her like... (laughs) Her brother's like <laughs> siblings, other like their spouses and whatnot are probably like, yeah. sorry for you, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, all the sister in laws probably have a group chat and they like, girl, right. I don't know why you let that evil bitch I in your don't house. know. I told Tyrone, <laughs> bitch, I will fire her. I don't care. <laughs> for real. The rest of them is like, I told that bitch in 2003 I was going to fuck her Look, up if she talked to me again. <laughs> I ran up on that bitch in Shady Pines. Nobody said nothing to me because they don't like her either. So, bitch. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Good luck to you, sis. But you absolutely don't have to tolerate that, especially when you have family in the city. Fuck that. That's a blessing. So make sure, you know, call your mom and be like, I just want to let you know, me and the baby might have to come crash because of this nigga and his mom. Right. And and other than that, be ready, yeah, to do what's best for you and your child. Yep. All right. Mm-hmm. Do you want to read another right. one and then we can take a break? Yeah. Okay. I'll do another one. <clears throat> this letter... Mm, which one okay i'm gonna do this one i'm gonna call her mango mango writes in the middle of this corona apocalypse i found out that i was a few weeks pregnant with my first child i'll be honest about this i've had two consistent partners for a few months and since i'm fully aware of what we've been doing i decided to be honest with both of them However, they both responded by trying to threaten me into getting an abortion, which they should have known would never work. (laughs) Amen, girl. I decided to keep my baby because after losing my mom unexpectedly last year, my family really needs this bundle of happiness. My problem is while I'm excited about motherhood, I'm struggling with the fact that my child may never know their father because these men are determined to have nothing to do with it. I'm afraid they may grow up to resent me because of my decisions. How do I explain this to people who ask about the father of my baby? How do I one day explain to my kid why they don't have a dad? Um, I think you're doing a mm. lot of assumption here. And it sounds like you're piling on unnecessary guilt and emotion to yourself for no reason. Um, I think that if you have a kid um, who grows into a strong-minded free-thinking teen slash adult but that they mm-hmm. will be happy for you giving them life period um right. i think that you're also kind of assuming that 
you can't get in one of these niggas, whoever the daddy is, to at the very least take financial responsibility for the child they made. But also that they won't come around and be like, you know what? I've been absolutely mm-hmm. the fuck tripping and let me be a parent to this kid that I made. Um, they might. I think they might. I'm not saying they will, but I'm saying it's a possibility. And I think that if you genuinely know that you don't want to get rid of your baby and the only thing that would make you think that is these, you know, fuck niggas, then I think that you should, you know, do what your heart is leading you to do and raise your kid. And, and there's so many like, there's so many single moms around the world that I feel like could be an amazing resource for you mm-hmm. in terms of, of understanding and growth and all of that other stuff to kind of help you combat the sort of, um, I don't want to say insecurities, but like uh, concerns that you may have yeah. about this and situations like that. But I really think that if you're raising like a happy, healthy kid that has, you know, unconditional love and a good a safe, healthy environment that they're living in, that they'll understand the rest. I don't know that many people, I I don't mm-hmm. know that many people that are just like, oh my goodness, I'm so resentful towards my mama because she had me, even though my daddy didn't want nothing to do with me or my daddy wanted me to be aborted. Right. I don't, I don't know them. Like people like, I mean, and I'm sure there are people who have that story, but that's because they're the parent who didn't want them was somehow forced into their lives. Yeah. Like, I think that's probably a lot more common just because why else would you say that to your baby? You know, if it was like, like, why would you say that to your child? If you didn't still wish that they parent hadn't made that decision. So, um, I feel for you, but at the same time, I definitely understand being like, I don't give a fuck what neither one of them niggas think. That's my baby right. and I'm having my damn baby. Like you can, you can absolutely do that. The only thing, um, ooh, yeah, I think if Fury is right about the fact that you're kind of really placing a lot on the future right now when any fucking thing could happen and everything is still so like this nigga is still just beginning to bake inside of you. So yeah. like, Anything can happen from this point. All you need to focus on is whether this is really what you want to do. And if it is, you know, taking the best care of yourself as possible, because this is an incredibly stressful time to be pregnant or having a baby or having just delivered. And like, it's, it's a stressful time. Um, and with a situation that is already kind of stressful first time mothers. And I know you said your family needs this bundle of happiness and babies definitely are that, but they are also a bundle of stress mm-hmm. and, and money oh. <laughs> and not money coming in. They're, they're a bundle of debits, not credits. And they, <laughs> they require a lot of time and patience and things like that. And you have to be realistic about your situation and what you really want to do. But ultimately the decision is yours and whichever one of these niggas is the father is going to have to at the bare minimum step up financially and if that's all you ever get from him then you have to accept that right now you have to accept right now that you might not ever get the support that your baby deserves and that will not be your fault yeah that nigga knew that fucking leads to baby and it also that nigga just knew like that. won't it's not promised to lead you into a place where your baby won't be happy or healthy or successful right, or somehow exactly. will like hate or resent you. Right. Exactly. Like 
I think you and your child's relationship will be just fine as long as you're open to a, you know, age appropriate level. Yeah. And as long as you are loving in your interactions and children do at some point, usually in their early to mid twenties, realize that their parents are people who existed before they were born. Like they had whole lives and everything. So like your baby will get that. Yeah. And if the father has always been able to come through and be a part of the life and just never did, then, you know, your baby can't fault you for that. Yeah. So I would just, yeah, I would be worried about my decision and how to best take care of myself, regardless of that decision, more than I would be about these niggas. Like, yeah. all right, y'all can act like this all you want to. I would text both of them. In fact, I would put them in a group chat <laughs> and I would name it something disrespectful. And I would be like, hey, so you niggas, one of y'all is the next top model. <laughs> and so... Once this child is born, we can have a swabby swab and figure out which one of you hoes won. And so, mm. like, we can play it like that if that's what y'all want to. But I'm having either my way, baby. I'm having my baby. Yeah. yeah. Kiss my ass. Yeah. Yeah. Your choice. And good luck to you, sis. Yeah. It's your choice and only yours. Okay. Let's take another break and then we'll come back with some more letters before we wrap things up. Okay, so we're back with a few more letters from our mailbag today. I will continue with this letter that comes from Sephiroth. Seph for short. It says, Okay. This past weekend, I wake up and I'm going through all my notifications as usual. As I was scrolling through my emails, I received three from the good girls over at Google. It's a security alert saying someone accessed my emails at 4.36 a.m. I look a little further into it and it says that it was opened on Safari with an iPhone 8 Plus. So naturally, my black ass started to panic. I'm reading the IP address, checking my bank account and my credit cards. Nothing out of the out of the normal. It dawns on me that the password for that particular email is like no other password to have because I made it when I was like 14. So there's no way even with a data breach that someone would have this particular password. I roll over and ask mm. my nigga, did you go through my phone? He starts chuckling, talking about, I'm surprised you would even ask me that I have your password, but why would I go through your phone? So at this point, I'm paranoid. I go and look at all my devices to see who has had access to my email. I see my phone, my laptop, and this iPhone 8 plus. I start looking at the IP addresses again, and what do you know? They all have the same one. So I ask this nigga again, did you go through my phone? He scoffs at me, at me, which I love that she put at me again in all caps. (laughs) As if to say, does this nigga know who he's talking to? The the audacity of this nigga. (laughs) And says, no, I'm kind of startled. I'm starting to get offended. You would think so. Anyways, fast forward, I'm convinced he did, so I changed all my passwords, and later that day, he decides he wants to express his feelings to me. We had been in a rocky place because of a lot of shit to do with him, and he wanted to apologize. I stared at him blankly the entire time. At the end of the conversation, he goes on to say that he has gone through my phone before to get my mother's phone number because he was going to plan a proposal and tells me he wants me to know so that I can trust him. So my question is... When do I break up with this nigga? Due to the corona. <laughs> That's right, girl. <laughs> Due to the corona, we're trapped together because we signed an 18-month lease that isn't up until no. April of next year. Oh my god. We've only been together nine months. So originally I was planning to oh this was like a typo, so I don't really know what the sentence says. 
I was playing to something okay. at a year, but this new information kind of changes things. Or am I overreacting? Thanks so much, uh, Seth. Sephiroth. So, Seth's nigga has been lying, saying that he wasn't going through her phone, things like that. And then when was all but caught, was like, yes, I did go through your phone, but actually because I wanted to propose to you, even though we've been dating for how long? Nine months? Yeah, something like that. And um, so now she just wants to know how and when to break up with this nigga because they're quarantined together, right. which I love. She didn't question whether or not she's leaving him. It's just about work. <laughs> <laughs> well, I feel for you because y'all still have a whole nother year left on this lease. <laughs> and that's a very fucking long mm-hmm. time. And I don't know if y'all are in a city where you can't be evicted right now or something like that. But I think, uh, I don't know. If it was at all possible financially or physically or whatever else, if it was at all possible, I would leave that nigga in that apartment. Because mm. I'm assuming both of you are on the lease, so right. you can't kick him right. out. Right. So if it, and you know, that is probably not possible. But if it was, I would just have to create some distance between me and you because it would be it would be one thing if you went through my phone and I asked you about it and you said, damn, you ruined the surprise. I was trying to get in touch with your mama to see if I could propose. And then you text or call your mama and she's like, yeah, that nigga called me or emailed me or whatever, you know, trying to blah, blah, blah. Like, that would be one thing. Mm. But he denied it multiple yeah. times. Only then to confess and then throw some bullshit ass reason at you like you can't be mad because it was for this. Like, nigga, you could kiss my ass. It wasn't just that you went through my phone. You lied to my fucking face about it. What kind of husband shit is that? So you called my mama after nine months to say that she wanted to propose to me and you lied to me about it all this motherfucking time. Hmm. So I think, yeah. If you were ready to propose to me, maybe you would have already had my mama's number and you wouldn't have had to go through my phone to get it. Well, (laughs) (laughs) I'm just saying this nigga, niggas be trying to finesse y'all and don't be having their story even halfway together. Fuck out of here. This almost reminds me, this reminds me of that nigga who was like going through a uh, porn of his ex or something and was like, it was the compilation. (laughs) Yes. He was watching his ex in porn talking about it was a compilation. And in the moment live. (laughs) (laughs) All right, all right, all right. Hold on. Let me think about it. Um, okay. <laughs> well, I called your mama. Shut up. Get out. Woo! Um, right. Like, the fact that it took him that long to even think of it and then for it to be that bad, it's just like, boy. Right, especially since you clearly see me panicking that somebody is trying to, like, steal my identity and Hack or money me, right. or whatever the fuck, <laughs> DMs. So... Yeah, I don't buy it either. I'm glad that you're just already on the point of breaking up with him. I think that, like, (laughs) I probably (laughs) also would just find, if it was possible for me to be the one to hit it, then I would do that. Otherwise, I Mm -hmm. think that, you know what, I would just break up with him and just see where things go. Because at that point, it's either you leaving or it's going to be me leaving. And one of us is going to figure something out. So, like... You know what, that's a good point. Like, you should break up with him regardless. yeah. And then the the move out can be something if, else. If but you can come up shit, with like up with him an ideal exit strategy, you know, pre breakup, <laughs> so you're set. 
then perfect. But if not, I also right. don't think there's anything wrong with being like, you know what? I'm done with this and <laughs> it's over and either you leave it or I am or whatever the fuck. So what is it that we going to do? Because this is a wrap. Right. And then just see where where things go. Um, but yeah, the whole <laughs> like yeah. weird lies leading up to this, this strange excuse of uh, an alleged proposal plan is uh, yeah. like nobody needs to be for that. And you could easily contact your mama and be like, did Patrick call you talking about some motherfucker? <laughs> you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. like, I don't even know what that idea was, but you know, I think you know what you got to do. Yeah. I mean, yeah, exactly. Like you already know what's going on here. This nigga is, <laughs> being fully ridiculous and there's no reason to subject yourself to that so you know i i wish you the best of luck because this is definitely a difficult situation but a nigga not gonna just lie to me in my face like that like you just not finna do that sorry so whatever we got to figure out we got to figure it out but you getting the fuck out of here or vice versa amen All right. I have a letter here from Courtney who says, I recently moved to New York from L.A. I was living at home with my family. And in January, I decided to fly out of the nest. One reason was work. And the other is because I'm a 30 year old single woman and it was time for me to go. But recently, because of the coronavirus pandemic, my brother has asked me to come home back to L.A. so that we can all be together during the crisis. I'm fortunate enough that I have a job where I can work from home, so it wouldn't that would not be an issue. I just don't feel like I should go. I did consider going home when all this started, but I changed my mind because I'm enjoying being on my own. Even though I'm not going to work physically, I still think it's important for me to stay in New York. I feel like there's a reason why I'm here and I just need to tough it out. My question is, how do I tell my brother I don't want to go home to be close to the family without hurting his feelings or sounding like an ungrateful bitch? Or do you think I should stop being a bitch and go home for a couple of weeks so that my family is not worried about me out here on my own? Any suggestions would be greatly appreciated. Thanks, Courtney. Uh, hmm. I mean, <laughs> what, why do you necessarily, like, why do you have to go home for them to not be worried? Like, yeah, it seems like FaceTime would be able to handle that. Right. Like, I don't understand why you can just be like, here's a FaceTime or a Skype or Zoom or a quick clip of me here. Um, as you can see, I am out of Cinnamon <laughs> Toast Crunch. So I moved French Toast Crunch today and um, <laughs> just right. got through Altered Carbon. I'm working on Insecure now. Um, things over here are a peach. I don't know why you necessarily would need to do more than that. I know that a lot of people are like, I've heard from family members and stuff I don't usually hear from, especially because I'm here, that have been like, Mm-hmm. Hey, right. hope that you're safe. And Worried about nature. Yeah, I'm like you must have forgot. I don't leave the house. Um, <laughs> I have to reassure my family every week. Like I'm still not, still not going outside. You guys, still, still just sitting mm-hmm. inside all day, every day. So no need to to fret. As well as the fact that <laughs> that's real. I have packs of gloves. 
several masks. Like, if mm-hmm. I do need to go out of the house to go and get, like, I know I have to go leave either tonight or tomorrow to go and get some more stuff from the grocery store. And in a couple more days, I'm going to need to go and refill my meds. So I got to leave the house. But if you think I'm not going out this motherfucker looking like, you know, right. like completely <laughs> like Naomi in the airport on a regular day. Yep. I don't give a fuck. Exactly. So I'm not the girl you need to worry about. I hope that you are safe. And that you know, that's what we can really get into. I don't think that you like everybody right now needs to like find whatever corner of peace that they possibly can because we're still super like law again. Like I said, I haven't been too tapped into the latest updates of everything. Mm-hmm. I'd imagine it's still not great. So everybody's kind of needs to find Correct. whatever <laughs> corner of peace and understanding and stability that they can. If that's at your mom and them house. And you can get there safely or whatever the fuck. Again, not going to pass no judgment. If that's at your motherfucking house and you have to write, you know, a letter or send a smoke signal mm-hmm. that is like, mama, I'm fine. Yeah. Then <laughs> do that. She will just have to be all right. Yeah. the I, I think um, I wouldn't be worried about hurting somebody's feelings because... That's not really up to you. I would just be as honest as I can while being like as loving as possible. So I might, yeah, I might just be like, you know, I love the family more than anything. And I love that y'all are so worried about me out here, but I'm fine. I'm working from home. I still really love my apartment. I feel like I'm really doing well out here. Like, and if something was wrong or if I felt like super lonely or, you know, like I was going to hurt myself or something, then I would come home immediately, but I'm okay. And we can have, you know, these meetings three times a week on FaceTime exactly. or whatever. We can do all that. Like, so if y'all need to see me or hear me <laughs> in order to know that I'm okay, then fine. But, like, I'm not coming back out there. And it's not because I don't love y'all. It's because I love me. And I'm doing really good exactly. here. So, like, be happy for me. And know that I'm taking care of myself. Right. I know it's New York City, so it's scary. I fully get yeah. that. But know that I am taking care of myself as much as I possibly can. So, you know that that is my decision, and please respect yeah, it. Yeah, I don't think that there's anything wrong yeah. with that, and there shouldn't you shouldn't be made to feel like there's anything wrong with that, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, this letter comes from Wedge. It says, oh, "When Lord. states across the country started locking down, I don't even remember what this one's about. I knew things were going to go through massive change." Salons, barbershops are closed. School is done for the rest of the school year in my area. And even the Kentucky Derby, which is the biggest event of the year in my region, has been postponed until September. Not the Derby! No! Lord! With everything changing (laughs) in the outside world, I thought for sure I would be able to control everything within my quarantine environment. I was wrong. I remember this one now. Mm. I've been living with my parents since coming home from college, and it has been fine. My parents are respectful of my adulthood. They don't ask many questions. I enter and leave when I want. They don't even ask me to pay for anything, although I do pay a few bills for the house. Besides the random bouts of yelling, which I attribute to the typical loud communication style of the Black household, everything has been fine. (laughs) Right? I mean, it's true. So (laughs) one thing that has struck me, though, is my mother's sudden obsession with interracial relationships since the pandemic hit. 
My mother is a black woman who has warned me, like many other black parents, of the dangers of getting romantically involved with white people, which is why I shook it was why it shook me when I glanced over oh at God. her phone and saw her fawning over some mixed couple blogging on YouTube. I asked her what caused this, and she, of course, said, I just love the relationship between Lauren and Cameron on Love is Blind. He is so nice to her. No, are you oh, kidding? Yes. <laughs> This is true for many a mom and aunt. Now she's been okay. deep in a YouTube hole looking at looking at these interracial relationship blogs. She's rewatched the show three times now and has even started asking me questions about my own interracial, black and white, and homosexual relationship. She's never been oh, the Lord. parent to hate white people without reason, but now she's skipped over acceptance and I think <laughs> gone into fetishization. Am I wrong for being concerned? Should I leave her alone and allow her to grip onto whatever escape she can during a pandemic? Should I explain the complications that go along with fetishizing interracial relationships? Do I take the fire stick out of her damn room and call it a day? Help. Love you guys, CJ. Uh, and then CJ wrote, mm. uh, P.S. This could be the typical case of a middle-aged black woman tired of dealing with niggas her age. My father. But who knows? Could. Amen. So, could. CJ, that's a.k.a. A valid Rich, point. <laughs> that's their letter saying, um, basically, their mama watched Love is, Love is Blind is, and is now obsessed <laughs> over interracial relationships. And so CJ, weird. we're just concerned. Yeah, and I see why you would be like, odd that, you know, these strangers on Netflix got you into interracial, interracial relationships, but not your <laughs> child and their spouse. Yeah. Like, strange. But, you know, there are also a lot of white men that black women kind of go up for, and Cameron has that look. Mm. So I think he's more appealing to black women than the average white boy is Maybe. because he has that look. I think it's partly that. And it's also partly, you know, your mama is looking for something to to help her detach from the craziness of what's going Probably. on in the world or whatever else. Like, right. Like you say she has a fetish and I don't know enough about fetishes to speak on that. But I think as long as she's not using whatever she's learning here to make assumptions about you and your spouse or to be shitty to you about that, that I would just let her have it. A lot of people are weirdly obsessed with Love is Blind. I don't get it. I still but, haven't watched it. You know, she is not alone. She is not alone in being obsessed with that couple. Yeah. <laughs> and and the, the black girl, the wife side of it, I think she was already a YouTuber before. So she definitely knows how to market herself in a certain way or build an audience or whatever. So your mother is like probably thousands, if not millions of other people right yeah. now. And so again, as long as she wasn't using it to be shitty towards me, I'll be like, yeah, girl. And what else? What did Cameron do on YouTube mm. today, girl? Like, if that's how you feel, then that's how you feel until you start being ignorant. Yeah, I read that, I, I wasn't sure that this was like fetishization. I don't know how far she's taking it, but it seems to me like, A, she's just into a show. Like many people are just getting into some show right now because what else do you have to do? And she's probably just sort of surprised by what is, I'm assuming... Uh, a healthy and respectable relationship from uh, a white person to a black woman. You know what I mean? <laughs> so it may not even just be yeah. that it's like, you know, from her experience, ain't no good niggas in her environment or whatnot. She must just may have spent a good point of her existence thinking, you know, one thing about being a black woman in a relationship with a white person and, 
Where are they? Cameron and Lauren. And uh, Lauren. Yeah. Have, you know, given her an example of something outside of what she expected. Yeah. And now she's probably just really intrigued and wants to see if there are other people mm-hmm. out here in relationships like that. So <laughs> it seems to me like she's just, her curiosity has been sparked and she's just sort of like blown away and maybe infatuated with this idea that you can date someone white as a black woman and actually have like a happy, healthy, kind, respectful relationship. And that's the thing about blanketing any race, any gender identity or whatever underneath one common theme or thread. Because even if it's one or two people, somebody out there will stand in the face of that shit. So... You know, I don't know that it's fetishization yet. It, like Crystal just said, if her standing for Lauren and Cameron turns into her making assumptions, accusations, or whatever of mm-hmm. you and your relationship, or really anybody else's, or, you know, leaving your daddy and going and hooking up with the first white man down at, you know, the grocery store. Oh, my God. Then maybe, <laughs> maybe it's like, sweetie, oh, no. let's have a conversation. But it's not to me like your mama is just you know gotten into a show and is a little enlightened and intrigued i watch shows all the time and end up in a vortex of 511 youtube videos so So true it's easy to do so especially when that couple knows how to market themselves for a social media audience so yeah i mean until it's the point where she's saying something where you're like okay girl i need you to be less annoying Mm -hmm. (laughs) and then have a conversation with her about you know why whatever she said got on your fucking nerves but otherwise i would just let her have it she'll probably burn out on it in a few weeks and find some other hobby yeah exactly yeah but good luck to you anyway i do know who (laughs) those two are because i have seen them doing a lot of like pop-ups here at events and clips and stuff together afterwards so i know of those two but yeah, as long as she's right. not like, you mean to tell me that Tim didn't do such and such and such and such because Cameron would never let that bullshit fly? Then I'll be like, all right, mama, enough. <laughs> Please. And I get that this is your soap opera, but girl, I don't, I don't watch it. Right. So I don't, <laughs> so I don't get what you're saying right care. now. So please. <laughs> For real. And leave it straight like yep. that. Amen. All right. Well, are we done? What are we doing now? Are we still doing reads? I mean, I have like a couple more letters. I could read one more and then we could do a read if you want. Um, yeah, that's up to you. It's just, you know, it's already long. So it's up to you. Whatever you want to do. Um, okay. I feel like the listeners are not going to be mad at one more at all. Yeah, <laughs> I will read this last one that comes from Jesse. Jesse says... First, I have to say, I love your show. Oh, you're great and all that bullshit. Okay. On to my issue. (laughs) (laughs) It's not really my issue, but I can't help but be impacted. My little cousin is turning into a hotep. He's been posting ridiculous shit on Instagram about Obama being involved in pedophile sex rings. Oh, no. Blah, blah, blah. What? Yakety smackety, you get the picture. That's literally what it says. (laughs) 
He's still young, under 25. He's brilliant, and I know there's hope that he can change before his brain is fully formed. But I feel like I need to intervene. I love him too much. I can't sit back and watch this happen. We don't speak often, but he thinks of me as someone he can talk to. If I hit him with the truth, he might shut me out entirely. Recently, I asked him to provide his sources for all of the, quote, information he's getting. I told him I wanted to help him confirm whether they're legitimate or not. I have a law degree, so I blamed my concern on the lawyer side of me. I'm hoping he'll understand it's better to check with his lawyer cousin for facts instead of internet niggas and barbershop philosophers. Can you recommend additional <laughs> advice with love, uh, Autumn? But I'm calling her Jesse because, again, I'm going for a thing here. Then she says, by the way, no need to read this part, okay. but I went, I went to two of Fran's retreats and she's amazing. Tell her I said hello. So there you go. Shout out oh, to Fran. Okay. So... <laughs> Jesse is a concerned slash Jesse, right? Uh, <laughs> a concerned auntie that is taking issue with some of the hotep like things that her nephew, oh no, her little cousin, <laughs> I'm sorry, is posting on yeah. social media and things. And just given what she wrote, I feel like she's already sort of approaching it the best way possible. By right, like, I was gonna say that. What are the resources? That, what are? <laughs> <laughs> can you cite the sources the, here so we can talk about? Right, that? because I don't. It isn't making sense to me that this came. The source for this is another Instagram account. That isn't. We. I'm, I'm gonna. Amy's gonna show you how to see what is real news versus what is not. Mm. Or even just, you know, run this by me before you start spreading it. As long as he is actually listening to you, then I wouldn't worry too much about it past that. But like, this is, this is the problem. The fact that these social media websites really have nothing in place to make sure that people aren't spreading lies. Yeah, because it doesn't matter. Right. It's like nothing matters. But then you you say that. But then there are people who truly see these screenshots and believe that shit for the rest of their days. So, yeah, I don't you asking for additional advice, but I don't know what the fuck else you could do. (laughs) You've already asked him, please run your dumb shit by me before you say something. You know, I don't know what else you could do in that situation. Yeah, I agree. I think that you using um, your law degree as sort of a backup of like so this bullshit that you'd be putting on facebook let's talk about it before you be looking stupid out here because i don't want that for (laughs) you i think that's a great way of sorting having an an end to the conversation and you uh already say that he sort of speaks to you or sort of like respects your um your point of view you said that he thinks of mm-hmm. you as someone that he can talk to. So I feel like you're doing the best that you can already in this situation. But like under 25, whatever that age is between 20, 25 year old, you know, I feel like that's kind of an area where you can come out of it on the other side and be like, whoo, I was going through all kinds of crazy shit and just posting whatever or thinking whatever. Or that's just something that's just going to be a part of you forever. And you're already like. You're already leagues ahead of me because I've just been like, you know, God, before I go to sleep tonight, let me send an extra one out for, you know, Devin or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, because for real. it's like only so much that you can do for your little cousin to be on whatever plane <laughs> of, of thought that you would like for him to be on. You know what I mean? He's got to 
become his own person at one point. And if his own adult person is someone who clings on to every conspiracy theory that he sees on Snapchat or whatever, then Mm -hmm. I don't think that it's really in your best interest to break your spinal cord trying to get him to think um, in whatever way you deem to be logically um, or logical. Yeah. So... Yeah, it's only so much you can do. And like, I follow some of my younger cousins who are technically adults, but still young. And so um, if I see them post or tweet something stupid, then I will just correct them. Mm. Like, I will just write a comment or post a reply and be like, girl, you know, this don't make no sense for this reason. Mm -hmm. right?" And so maybe if you follow your nephew, you can do something like that until he's embarrassed enough to where he don't want his auntie to be calling him out on Instagram. So he texts you or, you know, cousin or whatever, maybe something like that. But otherwise, yeah. I would do the same you're, thing. You're doing the best you can and salute salute to you, girl. <laughs> I, I would do the same thing. At least I'd be yeah, in the comment. Just call it out. I'd be in the comment like, right. Devin, call me. Because... <laughs> <laughs> what did i tell you about asking me about stuff call me before you go to bed <laughs> all right well that's it um Amen. For letters thanks to everybody for yes sending them and Lou, send your questions to ask the read at gmail.com um if you want your letter to be read aloud on the show and it's time now for the reads you want me to go first or i will go because i literally don't have anything and it's not like the times that we say that all the time and speak for for 45 minutes i will just say two minor (laughs) things that have been aggravating the fuck out of me one please do not call me facetime me zoom me skype me whatever the fuck if you just go have a full-on conversation with somebody else while you're on the phone with me it is a huge pet peeve of mine i've hated it for all of my 32 years stop i hate it call me back whatever it needs to be Mm -hmm. or just don't call me at all i can't stand when somebody call you right it's talking to somebody else who's in their presence or whatever having a full conversation i'm waiting like irk some i hate it so much one two this is really petty and maybe God is going to get me for it. But I'm just speaking from Uh my heart. All right. Every day, evening, around 7 p.m., everybody who cares seems to do this (laughs) cheering thing for folks who are, like, I guess, checking in to the hospital for their shift, like healthcare workers. So a lot of folks on this block will go out onto their balcony, onto the roof or whatever, and they'll begin to cheer. However, someone around here has decided that cheering is not enough and that they are going to blow a whistle at 7 p.m. every evening for about five solid minutes. And I mean, you only get a break from the whistle (laughs) in between breaths. They are blowing this whistle (laughs) consistently for five solid minutes. I don't know what in the fucking Little League softball made you think that, you know what? I need to do this. There are enough of y'all out there where you could just clap and cheer and the hardworking healthcare workers out there that are going in to save lives will acknowledge and hopefully appreciate how much you are acknowledging and appreciating them. Why you need 
to blow <laughs> this fucking junior varsity ass whistle for five minutes every day <laughs> is beyond me. You know how like a little yeah. ball inside of those whistles will like literally bounce around inside of it. That is my yeah. brain for five minutes every 7 p.m. I'm so tired of it. And that's another reason why I just want for the girls to have their lives back so that you can go back to doing mm. whatever the fuck it is that you would have been doing at 7 p.m. that doesn't involve <laughs> you driving me absolutely fucking crazy. And that's why I say maybe I shouldn't yeah. say that because it's all for, you know, good warm-hearted reasons and just showing love for your fellow man and for the people who are out here risking their health for the rest of us. But my word, you don't need a whistle. I just don't know why. Like, let's just throw Mardi Gras beads at them as well. Let's just turn on a little (laughs) bit of Uncle Luke, maybe some Manny Fresh, and just, like, really go there. Let's have a fucking party. Because I don't understand what we need a whistle for. But again, that's me and um, my typical hatred for living human beings (laughs) flaring up. So, Well, I mean, most of us don't live within hearing distance of a hospital anyway. So it's like most people are just doing it as a show of solidarity and and not actually reaching the people that they are applauding so that's why it's like the whistle is kind of od like you really don't have to but you know i i guess i salute the energy like i mentioned like uh i don't know how many episodes ago there is a hospital that's a couple of blocks away from here so i'm assuming Mm, that's you know a big part of the reason for the whole thing but there are enough well, of y'all yeah. on in like <laughs> like blocks around this one that are doing it every 7 p.m. together even without the whistle i can hear the cheering for however long that's usually maybe about 10 minutes total that it goes on but oh, the wow. whistle is like <laughs> It's the part that you cannot. Take. You really said, you know what? What's what's really gonna fuck the girls up? They won't see this whistle coming, <laughs> bitch. I'm so annoyed. I'm tired of it. Not to mention, that's when I wake up. So I'm like, oh my god, true. You are not winding down like the rest of us are. I'm at 7 tired PM. of hearing it. Go away. <laughs> Huh, you know what? I went outside and clapped today for the first time solely because I saw Mariah Carey doing it last night and she posted a video of herself. And that's when I was like, all right, I will go clap. But they, we definitely don't do it for no 10 damn minutes. I would say maybe six or seven at the most, but there's also no annoying ass whistle. So God bless you. I'm sorry. I don't mind the clap, the clapping, the cheering. Any yeah. Of that. But there is a whistleblower. <laughs> That is either on my rooftop or the one directly across the street from me. And they are persistent with that fucking thing. It is so annoying. And it's like, (laughs) if anything else, when I hear that shit, I'm like, okay, I know what time it is. I don't have to ask Siri or whatever. Right. Right. Exactly. Every time I hear it, I'm like, oh, it's seven (laughs) o'clock. Just off top every time. So there is that. It's like a grandfather clock for the city. But all right. I, too, don't have a lot to say. I just have a very quick read this week for those of you who have been lying to delivery workers about tips. So this popped up a few days ago. CNN did a story with Instacart shoppers. 
the people who work for Instacart but aren't technically employees and how people will put in the app that, you know, they're going to tip 10, $20 or whatever. And then after the delivery is made, since they have up to three days to adjust the tip, a lot of them will just adjust the tip to zero and they don't have, there's no recourse for that. You can just do that. Yes. And so since the tip is one of the pieces of information that the shoppers can see, before they choose, you know, somebody to shop for, mm. then a lot of them will be attracted to a big tip and go do that one and only to do all this hard work and then have the tip taken away. So people are being trifling and doing shit like that. People are also doing ridiculous things like since there's this no contact delivery that everybody's doing People who deliver pizza or whatever other kind of restaurant food are seeing that people who normally would tip in cash when they open the door are suddenly not tipping at all when you just sitting the pizza down and leaving and going on about your day. So what I want to say is this. One of the first things and one of the most common themes in this story that I read, the both of these stories that I read, is that the people who are doing this don't live in poor neighborhoods. This is people who live in nice houses in affluent neighborhoods who could easily afford to tip 10, 15, 20 or more percent on whatever they are ordering. And they will lower the tip for any fucking thing, regardless of whether it's the driver or the shopper's fault. And they just have no remorse about it. It's just fuck everybody else. And I was going to give you this eight dollars and now I'm not. You sons of bitches who can easily afford to tip and don't are some of the worst among us. It's just disgusting. It's disgusting in regular everyday life. It's even worse that now there's a pandemic outside. These people are literally, not literally, like not literally, literally, like literally risking their lives so that you can have a frozen fucking pizza and some Kleenex or whatever the fuck else. And you're going to reward them by spitting in their fucking faces. It's disgusting. People are going outside and doing your fucking chores. This is the shit you're supposed to do for you and or your family. And you are not doing it. You are giving that responsibility to somebody else. The least you could do is say thank you and not steal from them. It's fucking disgusting. I have adjusted my tips on Instacart to add more to the tip. And I believe that most people are doing that. But for those of you who are robbing these people who think they're going to get $15 on an order and all of a sudden get two, you know that you are taking food and and resources, rent and light bill and all that directly out their pocket. Most of those people depend on tips to live. If there is an option in the app to tip, then those people probably fucking need the tip. So please, now is not the time to be stingy about shit. It's not the time. If you don't want to tip, then guess what? Get your ass up and go shop for your own goddamn food. Every last one of these restaurants has pickup. Go pick up your own shit. Oh, it's too scary. Oh, it's a virus outside. Oh, huh. That's crazy. So then maybe if somebody is risking that so that you can have something to eat, maybe you should give them some fucking money, especially when you know that they don't eat without it. Especially when you know that we're in a country where people do not have a basic income and people are legally allowed to work for less than minimum wage. Mm. It's just and for you to have the money on top of that. It's not the projects they delivering this shit to. It's the people who could go out and just don't. Yeah. 
y'all some sons of bitches man it's just fucking disgusting and it's another example of this country not giving a fuck about the actual people who keep this bitch running we don't give a fuck we talk about essential positions and who is an essential worker and all this nobody is actually an essential worker who is bagging groceries or driving for one of these delivery apps or ride shares or whatever y'all are the job is essential but the people who own these apps and these companies, these CEOs and these partners, they don't give a fuck about you, the individual. They'll swap you out with some damn body else. I read a story the other day about some girl who died, who was a cashier in a grocery store, and she was worried about contracting the fucking virus, ended up actually getting it and dying and still was like going to work this whole time. And her last check her mama got, I think it was a little bit over $20. Jesus. People are putting their lives at risk for goddamn pennies and y'all can't be asked to fucking toss them a few extra dollars for running the life-saving errands you need. Y'all some pieces of shit. And that's all I have to say about that. Well, that wraps up this week's episode of The Read. Thank you for joining us. Um, Make sure that you send questions to asktheread at gmail.com. You can also still send us reads if you have any of your own. And it sounds like many of y'all do to pass mm-hmm. the read at gmail.com where we can read some of your reads on the show. And um, pretty much it. Same old, same old. Ain't going nowhere. Um, but maybe to get some milk, <laughs> some eggs. I don't know. And that's about it. Yep. Um, yeah, take care of yourselves as best as you can. And we'll see y'all next Bye, week. Y'all.